That's pitiful. I mean, it's absolutely pitiful to, to perform like that. Pitiful. What's that? Uh, playoffs? What are talking about? Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. All right, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. I am your host, Memphis, at DFF Memphis, and with me today is nobody. Due to life and work schedules and everything going on, the normal man of the hour, the man who still has the power, Mr. At Jerry Sin DFF on Twitter, Jerry is not going to be with me on this show, but that does not mean that you have to go the week before Christmas with no Jerry. That would make Christmas less bright. Jerry will be on a very special episode of the Aussie Guys podcast with me and G of the Aussie Guys as I'm going to fill in and help produce and put the show together so that AJ of the Aussie Guys can enjoy a family holiday vacation. So Jerry and I will be dropping sometime Friday or Saturday with G on the Aussie guys. Make sure you check them out. That is one of my absolute favorites, and we will be doing a game-by-game breakdown. I'm going to hit you with some news to get you ready for Week 16 today here on the Dynasty Warzone. And then, in honor of the Christmas season, when everybody's out buying and buying and buying more gifts, and good for you if you're able to Put a lot of extra under the tree, but remember, that's not what the season's about. The season's about loving your family, spending time together, and just doing things that we don't always make time for the other however many holidays of the year. So make sure you're spending Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate, whatever you're doing. Even if you're celebrating nothing, maybe you're uh, you're really into football. Make sure you enjoy this because football will be over in seven weeks. Super Bowl will be over seven weeks as you're listening to this, so let's get into it. Week 15, uh, just when you thought week 14 couldn't get any worse, week 15 said, hold my beer. It's a uh, get a lot worse. We had some real uh, flops. We talked about flops last week on the show with Jerry, and there were a lot of flops this week from Saquon Barkley, uh, Mari Cooper kind of flopped, every tight end just about that you would ever rely on Ertz, Gronk, uh, not not Kelsey. We, Kelsey had like 16 PPR points, so he was a godsend in the waste field, in the uh, landmine field, if you will, of the tight end position. So just going to hit you with some stuff about how my leagues came out. So I entered week 15 alive in nine of the 12 leagues that, uh, of record, if, if you will, and I made it into four. I uh, missed out on the Scott Fishbowl 8. I lost to a wonderful gentleman named Sal Lito. If you don't know Sal, you can follow him on Twitter at Lito, L-E-T-O-S-A-L, at Lito Sal. He is part of the FF Funhouse. He is an amazing guy, and he and his sidekicks, they hosted the 24-hour Scott Fish podcast O-Doom back this summer as we were all drafting for the Scott Fishbowl. If you don't know what Scott Fishbowl is, Google it. 
I don't know if registration for Scott Fishbowl 9 is still open or not, but you can always donate to help the Scott Fishbowl cause, which is Toys for Tots. And you can find all that. You can follow Scott Fish at ScottFish24 on Twitter. And, or you can just look up the hashtag, hashtag fantasy cares. Lots going on, cool stories about all the money that Scott raised and some friends in the dynasty and fantasy community out buying $45,000 worth of toys for kids that could really, really use them this time of the year. So God bless you, Scott. You are, as my father would have said, good people. So thanks for doing that. Um, so again, for me personally, I made it in two of my, I made it in four, excuse me, of the nine that I was still alive in. Uh, I missed my initial IDP final. I got taken out by the fantasy football fellas. I think they were cheating. Every time I looked on the app, like all their players were done, another 15 points. And I'm like, it, but it's IDP. My, my, my first run into IDP, uh, made it to week 15, got the bye, but lost to, uh, to the fellas. And I lost to JD at Goat District on Twitter in the Goat District League. Uh, I fell victim to Saquon Barkley and Amari Cooper and Eric Ebron and Drew Brees, just to name a few. Uh, he didn't he didn't fare much better, but he fared just a little bit better than I did. So JD is advancing to the finals there. I did make it to the finals of uh, Superflex draft and uh, one where I had no business in there. I was the sixth seed at the beginning of the season. I was debating on whether or not I just need to dump this thing off and rebuild, but I couldn't sell off any of my my veteran assets. So I limped into the playoffs as the sixth seed. Took on John Sheps, good friend of the podcast, former host, and he was the three seed. Really good team, DeAndre Hopkins and Zeke, etc. And somehow managed to uh, squeak by him in that week 14 that was terrible. Then this past week, I took on a guy that had Alvin Kamara, Leonard Fournette, Michael Thomas, Zach Ertz, George Kittle, and I, I managed to do it again. And I, I have literally... It feels like I have Joe Mixon and nobody else. I lost Cooper Cup in this league. I do have Eric Ebron, who crapped out. But at any rate, made it in four of nine. So I'm playing for four championships, which is, which is pretty cool. Next thing I want to get to before I get into the news is the Listener League. So currently, thank you to those that have done your reviews. I've got you saved. Don't think that I haven't because I haven't reached out to you. I will do that as soon as the regular season's over. Again, I work in retail management. I run a very large, high-volume store. And I'm busy. It's, it's a tough time of the year. It's tough to get content out alone. But your reviews are A, very, very appreciated, and B, being calculated, kept, and noted because you will be in our listener league. So as we stand, we've had, we have a, a full 16-man league, but, or woman league, as it were. But if you want in, we're not done. We'll do two leagues. You guys can save Jerry that, that ass whip, and I keep promising him if uh, he winds up in the, in the same league with me. So we will take all the review guys, reviews you guys can do for us. Just go to iTunes and find the Dynasty Warzone. Give us a five-star. And in the comments, you can leave nice comments like some folks have. Some folks have just left their email address or their Twitter handle. And I've been tracking all of those so that we can get this league up and rolling. And uh, like I said, we can take another 16 for all I care. You have between now and December 31st. We will shut that off, and I will announce the winner of the FF Statistics. That's at ffstatistics.com. One-year membership to that site on the January 1st episode of the Dynasty Wars. And it will actually drop on the 2nd. We'll record it on the 1st. And then I will reach out to that winner via Twitter or email 
uh, whatever they left in their review. But still plenty of time. Do those reviews. That's the gift you can give Jerry and I. That is how we grow this podcast. The number one way that people find new podcasts, regardless of content type, whether it's fantasy, fitness, tech, whatever it is, the number one way people find any kind of podcast is through reviews. So it's it's the gift that gives a lot to Jerry and I. So head on over to iTunes, leave us that five star, and let's get in a league together. Let's have some fun. You can even put which host you'd prefer to be in a league with. You know, you want to hang out with old Memphis here? Let's do that. If you want the easier road and you want to battle Jerry, uh, he can be beat at DFF on Twitter. So last thing I got for you is a, is a pretty cool new thing we're doing here at the Dynasty Warzone. We've joined up with the folks over at Clipcast. If you haven't heard of Clipcast, they're a podcast search engine for sports. So you can find them on Twitter at clip underscore cast. And it's pretty cool. Maybe you don't give a rat's ass about Baker Mayfield. Or maybe Baker Mayfield is the quarterback you want to stream this week. And you want to hear every opinion on Baker Mayfield humanly possible. Easy peasy. You go to Clipcast. Pinned to their Twitter handle is a link to their website. You go there, and in the search engine, you type in a player's name. Again, Baker Mayfield, Todd Gurley, Ezekiel Elliott, whoever. And it will show you all the different podcasts where that player has been mentioned. It's amazing. And you can download right, right from there. It's super easy. I will have an official read, as it's, this is someone that we've partnered with through the Super Bowl. And we're pretty excited. I mean, I'm a podcast listener. so And I don't think I have it all figured out. Uh, I've got a lot of experience and a pretty strong track record of success in both Dynasty and Redraft. But I love hearing the opinions of guys like Ryan McDowell, the fantasy football fellas, just to, just to name a few. I mean, there, there's a ton of good people putting out content. And if you're just concerned about your roster and the folks on it, are people buying that guy? Are people selling that guy? You know, you can find out in, in a snap by using Clipcast. So all I can give you at this time, because I'm doing this on the fly, is go to at Clip underscore cast on Twitter and I'll uh, I'll tweet them out in some links tomorrow when the when the show drops as you're listening to this it will be on Twitter so check them out and that's a good way to find out about your players but now let's get into some of this week 15 going into week 16 news this is the news all right little news drop for you um, first bit of news was some scary news Todd Gurley missed about a series, series and a half, with what's being called knee inflammation. Now, it sounds like he will play in Week 16, but you're going to have to monitor this situation very closely because he's probably going to miss some practice reps, and he's definitely going to start, but how are they going to limit him? So don't be afraid to roll Todd Gurley out in your championship games, but he is someone that if you normally pay up for in DFS, I'm totally fading. I could see them getting up early and getting him out early, like after halftime. So be very, very cautious with Todd Gurley and DFS. The next one is Aaron Jones. Now he's got an MCL, which is the same type of injury, not the same grade, if you will, injury as Melvin Gordon. They've all but shut him down as of the recording of this podcast, and they've signed Capri Bibbs. That is never a good sign. So if you've been rolling Aaron Jones all season, you're going to have to find a backup. If you're in a redraft league and you have any fab or you have the waiver priority this week, you got to go out and sign Jamal Williams, who's got an okay matchup against the Jets this week. More on that game later. Then we're going to roll with Hunter Henry. And I don't know if Stephen A. Smith of ESPN was uh, uh, like the guy who can see into the future 
or, or what his deal was. If you, you don't know what I'm talking about, it was Stephen A. Smith and Hunter Henry last week. Just, just Google uh, or Twitter search Stephen A. Smith, Hunter Henry. You'll find some uh, video that will definitely put a smile on your face. But Hunter Henry's back at practice. They've got 20 days to activate him to their roster. Nothing that you're going to be able to do from a uh, season-long standpoint. He's definitely not playing this week and most leagues in this week. And I highly doubt he plays in week 17 if your league is still rolling that far out. Speaking of tight ends, we'll talk about Greg Olson. So he had surgery. He had that foot injury repaired. And I think if Greg Olson's on your dynasty roster, you can plan on retiring him. I bet you he's done. He's a little bit older in life. He's had a great career. And I think we've seen the last of Greg Olson on the football field. And I hope he goes replaces Jason Witten. Can't do any worse in the Monday Night Football booth. So if that's been the end of Greg Olson, been a hell of a run. So hope he gets well soon from the foot surgery. But don't cut him. Wait until he officially retires. And then wait a couple of more weeks. And then wait through the preseason. Why? Because he's a good enough player that if he retires and the Panthers let him go, you know, and, and, and a team has a Hunter Henry-like injury in the preseason next year, maybe a really good team could pry him out of uh, the, the, the booth. I don't know any of that's happened. That's all hypothetical. But Greg Olson's probably done, but don't cut him. Don't throw him away yet. You know, be forced to do so. Melvin Gordon looks like he will be back week, week 16. And it was said that had Thursday's game against the Chiefs, had it actually been a Sunday game, he would have played. So look to him for him to play in a tough matchup against the Ravens. Don't let that bother you. Peyton Barber of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just had a pretty good game. He had like 80-plus yards and a touchdown. Doesn't mean that Melvin's going to do that. Doesn't mean that Melvin's going to get all the snaps because the Chargers have their playoff spot locked up. Where they finish is still up in the air. They can still technically win the AFC West. But I still think you're going to see some Justin Jackson. And if Eckler's back, you'll probably see a little bit of him too. The Giants are going to start Eli Manning in Week 16. And, and why is that news? Well, it's news because if Odell Beckham were to be back, We've seen Evan Ingram be useful the last two weeks. It means a big deal to those guys. It means that you can safely roll out the Giants that you've been starting. You don't want any part of Kyle Laletta or anyone else not named Eli Manning quarterbacking that team. It's a tough matchup. It's at the Colts. The Colts just shut out the Cowboys at home, a game that I attended, by the way, with my buddies, the fantasy football fellas, Seth and Kyle. Too bad Kyle had to watch the Colts' defense absolutely beat down the Cowboys offense, but it's not a matchup that you would love for Eli, but again, you're counting on at least three Giants, if Beckham plays, to contribute towards your your championship goals, so uh, good news for us, Frank Gore on IR, done for the season, and maybe another Greg Olson type situation where he could be done for the rest of his career, I don't know. He's been very, very valuable throughout his career, and we'll see. Again, don't cut him if you're still hanging on to him for some odd reason. There's no reason to do anything with him until after your rookie draft. If you've got to make room, if you're one of those owners that's got a ton of picks and you've got to make room for your rookies, make that decision in April. Make that decision in May or June or July, whatever your rookie draft is. Don't make it now. Let let him sit there. Let him chill and do – hurt player things. Then the last piece of news I have for you is Tyler Boyd, also with an MCL. 
and, and he's effectively done for the season as well. What that means is that in daily, and he's not my DFS darling this week, but uh, someone to keep an eye on is John Ross. I saw a tweet that said he is catching a touchdown one out of every three receptions right now. I don't think that means that you're in a rush to play John Ross, but just something to keep in the back of your mind if you're looking for a Hail Mary and maybe a uh, daily tournament out there. So that is the news. So um, like I said, it's, it's the Christmas season. We're all out buying gifts and buying stuff. So I thought I'd give you a handful of players and just a little bit of uh, background music for everybody, why I like them, why there's someone that I'm, I'm personally buying or looking to buy this offseason. Uh, and, and we all like, you know, to construct our rosters. These are maybe people that some of your fellow owners have gave up on. And you can get cheap that have mega upside. And everyone on this list, ironically, is a rookie. I didn't intend it to be that way, but that's just how it is. Because I didn't want to give you the obvious. Hey, you know, go out and buy Saquon Barkley or go out and buy Nick Chubb. They're going to be really good. And I don't want you to look back at me and say, hey, Memphis, no kidding. Are you kidding me? I should go out and get Nick Chubb? He's good? Yes, we all know that. But um, I'll just start going through a few. First one for me is a quarterback. It's Sam Darnold. There's a lot of uh, googly eyes and a lot of uh, affection toward guys like Josh Allen, who's been like the number one fantasy QB over the last four weeks. Obviously, everyone loves Baker. I like Baker as an NFL player. He's translated to a lot more wins than I ever thought that he would. I just don't think he's ever going to really translate to a lot of big fantasy numbers. And, and that's okay. I mean, it's great to love the player. But remember, we're playing Dynasty and we're playing fantasy football. And the point is to win. So is, is he going to be a, a guy? I don't know. But I'm here to talk about Sam Darnold because I think he will be. I think Sam Darnold will be the kind of quarterback who puts up QB1 numbers throughout his career. He's only 21 years old. And the Jets have the third overall pick in the upcoming draft. I've seen some mock drafts having them taking a defensive lineman. I've seen some to have them taking an offensive lineman. I don't think it's going to matter because the Jets are also going to be big players in the free agency market. They have the second most cap room, only behind the Colts. They have $107 million in cap room. They need help on both lines, but what they really need is they really need to build that offense around Darnold, Robbie Anderson, and Chris Herndon. Not to say that Robbie Anderson's a wide receiver one type, but he certainly would be a great wide receiver complement to maybe a rookie they draft or a free agent. Although the free agent draft class, um, excuse me, the, the free agent class for 2019 is not great. You can look it up on Spotrack or any any of the other online sites where they track upcoming free agents. is not good. 2019 class is not good. So the Jets are going to be players, and they're going to get Robbie, not Robbie, excuse me, Sam, some more weapons to put around him to help him be a better quarterback, and I love him, especially in Superflex, because right now, I mean, maybe Rosen's the only rookie quarterback that has less interest than Darnold. I mean, everybody's on Jackson because we've seen a lot of good things out of him. Everybody's on Baker because he's Baker. Everybody's on Allen because he's been killing it. Uh, Darnold's not doing us by low players any favors by playing real well like he did this past weekend against a very good Houston defense. But definitely someone I'm buying, Sam Darnold. The next one, Darius Geis, uh, 20-year-old running back, Washington Redskins. Uh, my only concerns here is that he had some extra knee surgeries to deal with some infection and things of that nature uh, with his, in line with ACL. Nothing that I've heard that would cause 
me to have any concerns about him being ready for 2019. He tore his ACL in the preseason. He's going to have almost a full year. Well, he'll have over a full year by the time week one of 2019 rolls out. And you might get a fidgety owner. You might find an owner that would take uh, a first and maybe another player for Darius Geis in your upcoming rookie draft. Sometimes the absence doesn't make the fart heart grow, fart doesn't make the heart grow fonder. It, uh, it it creates a little bit of angst. It's like, man, Darius Geis really could have helped me this year. I'm kind of over this guy. So if you're looking to capitalize at the running back position, I like Darius Geis. Remember how good. Adrian Peterson was behind this Washington Redskins offensive line earlier in the season. The trick is, is that the Redskins offensive line's got to stay healthy. But again, Darius Geis, someone I definitely have on my 2019 to buy list. Next is my last running back of the list, and that is Royce Freeman. 22-year-old running back, Denver Broncos, and I know all the love is going to Phillip Lindsay. Uh, we've seen over the last couple of weeks, even Phillip Lindsay can be slow down a bit and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy here and I'm gonna try to buy cheap. I'm gonna try to buy him with a late second and I know his previous owner paid a first. But sell him that story. The biggest thing in trades and, and, and buying players is that we just send the offer and wait for a response. You gotta get out there. You you gotta put your salesman hat on and go to work. Hey man, I know that Philip Lindsay, you know, dominated. He was an R B one in Denver you know, I still like Royce Freeman. I, I liked him coming out of out of college. And, you know, I'll, I'll throw you a second. I'll, th- I'll throw you my, my 210 for Royce Freeman. You can go get somebody else. I'll take a shot. I always liked him. And if I'm wrong, it only cost me the, the, the 210 or something like that. You, you got to sell. He was the seventh overall player picked in the 2018 draft. And I still think that general manager John Elway is going to want to see what they have in this kid. And head coach Vance Joseph and the entire offense and the entire coaching staff more than likely will be gone in Denver. There are rumors going around of Mike Shanahan maybe making a return to Denver. And we've seen what Mike Shanahan has done with running backs in the past. So if you're looking for a speculative running back ad that you can probably get cheap, for me, it's Royce Freeman. And I don't think you have to spend a lot to get him. So uh, I'm going to stay in Denver with my next two. And I, I lumped these two together as a pair. And that is... Cortland Sutton and Deshaun Hamilton, both 23 years old. And this is about a talent and opportunity story for me. I I love the talent, especially Deshaun Hamilton. Uh, In Matt Harmon's reception perception, he was a big fan of Deshaun Hamilton coming out of Penn State. And And I think Cortland Sutton's stock has taken a bit of a dip over the last couple of weeks because he hasn't expected post Demarius Thomas being traded like owners thought he would. I think you can swoop in there with a with a late first, maybe even a second in a draft class as loaded with wide receivers as 2019 is going to be, and they're going to say, maybe you can find an owner that says, hey, Cortland Sutton's a bum. Yep, you know, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that second-round pick. Maybe they won't. Maybe, but Cortland Sutton, based on where I remember his rookie draft ADP going, he was a back end of the first, top of the second-round pick. Maybe you can look for someone looking for a refund and want to hit the reset button, but I'm buying Sutton. Uh, Deshaun Hamilton, you're probably going to have to pay up a little bit more for. He was going in the third, fourth round of rookie drafts last year. I don't think you're getting him that cheap, especially with his play the last couple of weeks. But I think both of these guys have been really hampered by Case Keenum. 
Case Keenum has got a completion percentage, I believe it's 62%, which I know for a fact is the 26th best completion percentage in the in the NFL. And he looks like uh, a scared sheep out there. And I think that's why guys like Tim Patrick and like Hamilton have gotten so many receptions. He doesn't have the testicular fortitude to get the ball downfield to a guy like Cortland Sutton. So I like both of these guys. I especially like Hamilton and PPR, but I think both of these guys are great buys. And I would easily give a second for both of them, even a high second. Uh, and, and in Sutton's case, maybe I would give my late first, as I bragged earlier, I'm in a few championship games. I give my late first and I would take Cortland Sutton and maybe a second or a third back. Maybe I can wheel and deal and get something going. But those are definitely two guys that I'm looking to get my hands on. The next one is another wide receiver, and that is Robert Foster. Now, you heard Robert Foster mentioned here in the Dynasty Warzone a couple weeks back. I think it was about four or five weeks ago. In the bargain bin, I brought him up, and I just fell in love with his player profiler card. If you go over and look at it, he's a 4-4-40 guy. He's six foot two. He's two hundred pounds, and this is a Buffalo offense, also much like the Jets, that really need some playmakers. And you can look for them to add a wide receiver. The one thing about Buffalo is that if they don't draft a lot of wide receivers, I don't think Buffalo is a destination for wide receivers. They had to trade for Fat Kelvin Benjamin, and we saw how that worked out. Uh, Zay Jones is there, but these two have been working in pretty good conjunction. I think they'll def. I mean, well, I, I don't think I know they'll add. Uh, some running back depth. I think we may have seen the last of LaShawn McCoy, but they may not have the the luxury of picking up a wide receiver super early in the draft. So if that happens, um, I'm loving I'm loving Robert Foster because he's getting a good opportunity to a develop a relationship and a rapport with Josh Allen, and that cannot be understated. I remember when I found Brandon Marshall when he was a Denver Bronco. And I, I can't remember who the quarterback that was starting ahead of Jay Cutler at the time. But I remember when the second team came in and it was a game against the Detroit Lions. I remember watching Brandon Marshall and Jay Cutler. And I was like, man, these two, these two have a connection. There, there's something there. And sure enough, Brandon Marshall went on to be a huge thing. And Jay Cutler went on to be a cigarette smoking turd because that's what Jay Cutler is. Glad that dude's out of the league. So, but anyway, back to Robert Foster. Uh, one thing I will say with, with them is don't get crazy buying until the NFL draft or NFL free agency is over because you could overpay in Buffalo with their 100 and uh, they have the third most cap room. They have right around $100 million as well. So they could add somebody. They've also got the 10th overall pick. I've seen Nikhil Harry mocked to Buffalo, which I hate for Nikhil Harry. Uh, you take a guy who's spent his last few years in the desert of Arizona to then put him in the freezing cold of Buffalo. That does not smell like a recipe for success. But anyway, long story short, I'm buying Robert Foster today. I'm buying him for uh, anything later than the 210. I, that feels right. If that blows up in my face and he ends up not being nothing and he's not able to translate this over to long-term success, so be it. But think about if you're able to turn that guy into you know a wide receiver two, borderline wide receiver three, uh, for a late second, you would be money ahead, in my opinion. Last guy's another guy I didn't have a big amount of love for, but I, I just don't see Cleveland adding. So that's Antonio Callaway. I was like very meh on him coming into the regular season. 
He had the marijuana issues, some other legal issues coming out of college. And I just wasn't that interested. But the guy's got talent. He looks sometimes like he's got hands for feet, like he's trying to catch the ball blindfolded. I don't know. But I know he's got 39 catches and 500 yards and four touchdowns on the season, and he's only 21 years old. Again, this is a very young player, just like Robert Foster. Now, Robert Foster is a little bit different. He was 24. But all these guys, Sutton, Hamilton, Foster, and Callaway is my last wide receiver. These are all young guys, and rookie and young wide receivers take just a hair of time to develop. And Antonio Callaway has got the luxury of spending the entire season with Baker Mayfield and this offense. So I think you're going to roll into 2019 with Callaway, with Landry, with Njoku, and Chubb, and Baker, and that's a nice little young nucleus of talent. Now, Cleveland also has a ton of cap room because they're Cleveland, and all their players are young and talented, so they may be able to make a splash. I think Cleveland would be more likely, but again, two things. A, you know, they're already investing a lot of money in Jarvis Landry at the wide receiver position, and B, it's not a very strong free agent class, so maybe they invest a draft pick on a wide receiver, but that's a fellow young person who has to come in and beat out Antonio Callaway for meaningful reps. So if you can get your hands on a cheap share of Antonio Callaway and another guy in that mid to late second, I would be willing to pay. Um, I'm a year ahead on their developmental clock, which is what you reset when you take a rookie pick for a guy like Antonio Callaway. If you, if you give someone the 207, and I'm randomly throwing that out there, and you use the 207 on a rookie wide receiver, who might also be 21, 22 years old. So you got a player the same age as Callaway, but is a year less developed in the NFL. That's why I like Callaway. He's had his moments of knuckleheaded in the past, and he's had his moments of drops in the pros. But you know what? This kid can be special. He's got talent. And I was once heard, once I heard it said that he could have been the number one wide receiver off the board in this class had it not been for the knuckleheadedness of his past. So Antonio Callaway is definitely someone I'm looking to buy. And my last buy of this holiday shopping spree, this holiday shopping season, is Chris Herndon, tight end of the Jets. So I'm going to reverse everything I said about Baker and Callaway, and I'm going to fast forward it to Darnold and Herndon. Uh, a, a lot of tight end, excuse me, a lot of quarterbacks like a tight end to be their safety blanket, their check down option, the guy that they count on in a pinch when um, they need that third and four converted, and they don't have a good catching uh, running back. I love Herndon. Again, he's been on the field a lot this year. He's had a chance to learn. He's developing. And what are you going to do? You're going to reset the hands of time and draft Noah Fant, who's arguably a very talented tight end and someone that will probably go toward the back end of the first and the top of the second in 2019 rookie drafts. But I look at it this way. The, the Jets invested the 107th overall pick in Herndon. And the Jets didn't have a lot of picks. I believe they only had eight, if memory serves me correctly. And they traded away their second to get the rights to draft Darnold when they made that trade with the Colts. So they didn't have a lot of draft capital anyway. They invested somewhat highly in him at, at the fourth. It was in the fourth round. He was the 107th pick. And I like what I've seen. We've seen some up games. We've seen some down games. He's been useful at times, especially in two QB tight end premium leagues. But Chris Herndon is someone definitely staying on my teams. I own him in, I think, five or six of my nine dynasty leagues because I'm a big fan. And, again, he's a young guy, and he can grow on your team. So those are seven guys that I'm looking to purchase over the 2019 offseason. 
And those are guys that you can buy between now, when your regular season ends and your trades turn back on, and your rookie draft. Guys will start getting rookie fever. They'll start falling in love with that mid-second round guy. And you can get these younger guys. Again, don't underestimate the value of being in the NFL for a season. Don't underestimate their situation. Uh, you know, a la Herndon with Darnold growing up together in New York or Baker and Callaway growing up together in Cleveland. And the same even with, with Foster in Buffalo. It's, it's good stuff, and you know what the situation is. And let that guy with rookie fever and draft picks in his eyes uh, take those unknowns. I mean, they're a valuable commodity, but they're an unknown commodity, and, and see what you can do. So um, without Jerry here, I can't really bring Lord Bigglesworth on the show. Um, at, you know what? What the hell? I'll, I'll bring Lord Bigglesworth on. It's not, not really a war zone without him. And welcome to Overreaction Theater where everything you observed deserves immediate reaction. Ah, uh, you can't beat Lord Bigglesworth. You know, I'm not overreacting to Dallas's offense, you know, against the Colts on Sunday. Still love Amari Cooper, Zeke, Zach. I'm, <laughs> Dak, I'm still moderately meh on. Uh, it was a little off-putting that, you know, he didn't play well. But remember, the Colts' front four has been playing real well this year and they were still without their center Travis Frederick and they were uh, without Zach Martin um, two of their interior offensive linemen so don't let that performance necessarily fool you I think Cooper will have a good week this week against Tampa Bay and I think Zeke will as well Uh, for the bargain bin this is one that I really didn't want to do on the show I really wanted to save this one to next week but I don't ever want to cost you guys, the listeners of the Dynasty Wars, on the opportunity to pick up a guy that could help you right now, especially because if he blows up the next two weeks, then you're screwed. Then, then someone else may already have him. You may not have any fab budget left. Maybe you can get him as a free, free agent. And that is rookie tight end Tyler Conklin of the Minnesota Vikings. And here's why I like him. He, he's seen a little bit of action over the last couple of weeks, nothing to write home about, nothing to uh, get him in your lineup, but guess who else hasn't done anything? Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph is due $7.6 million in 2019. The Vikings are currently 30th in salary cap space going into 2019. They've got about $9 bucks, 8.9 to be specific. That is the second worst in the league and only behind the Eagles. So, um, they can cut him. They can save that entire $7.6 million in cap space to you know, hand it over to Tyler Conklin. And again, I, I, I don't have any proof. Um, this is speculation on my part, but I think that's why you're seeing just a hair more of Tyler Conklin over the last couple of weeks. So for those reasons, I am uh, buying Tyler Conklin this week off of the waiver wire just to get him on your roster. He's a rookie. You can flip him down to your taxi squad, maybe promote a Robert Foster. If you've been listening to the Warzone, you'd have Robert Foster. Or maybe move up some other rookie off your taxi. And that way, you would have a head start because, again, he's getting valuable reps. He's with a decent quarterback in Kirk Cousins. And this whole offense is going to shift. So um, those are the reasons I'm buying that tight end out of Minnesota, Tyler Conklin. Uh, going to move it over to the DFS Darlin. Now, uh, this week, Justin Jackson, he did hit last week. It, w- it was a pretty easy call. It was a little bit of cherry picking on my part, but I had been uh, had been scuffling a little bit with the Dynasty Darlin, or the DFS Darlin, excuse me. So uh, I'm going to go Wendell Smallwood this week. 
you know, he he had, you know, a, a decent game against the Rams, and it's been said that he's going to be worked into more of a timeshare with Josh Adams and uh, Darren Sproles. Doesn't really bother me that he didn't get all the receiving work, but with no Corey Clement, he did get two of five running back catches. Sproles had the other three. Adams had zero. And they're playing a Houston team at home. So Houston has to travel to the East Coast twice from Texas. And this is a Houston team that just gave up six receptions to the running backs and uh, Trenton Cannon and Eli McGuire for six catches for 53 yards. So nothing crazy. And then they gave up, eh, we'll call it 55 yards and a touchdown. But those are usable stats. So if, if you really want to pay up, I set a DFS lineup this morning. It allowed me to get Christian McCaffrey and I want to say Zeke, but that, that, that may not be right. But I, I have two stud. It is Zeke. I, I have two stud running backs because I, I went super dirt cheap with uh, my tight end and with Smallwood. So he's 4900 on FanDuel. He's three three grand on DraftKings. He is absolutely free on DraftKings. And I think he's going to see more work. So uh, Leonard Small, oh, excuse me, Leonard, Wendell Smallwood is my DFS darling of the week. And my gtbets.eu parlay bet of the day, if you will. It's not a parlay because Jerry's not here. But I can only speak to me because I'm doing this on the fly today before I have to go into work. Um, the New York Jets are giving two and a half points at home to the Green Bay Packers. I want you to rewind this back to the, the start of the 2018 season. And what do you think the line would have been then when the Green Bay Packers went to the Jets? Nine, nine and a half, ten points minimum. But that's not what Vegas has seen. And I think I think Vegas even sees this as a trap that they, they want you to bet to bet Green Bay. They want because I started to, and I started to do some research. Uh, the New York Jets since the start of the season are two and two as a home favorite, including last week against first place, the Houston Texans and uh, Green Bay. As an underdog over the last two seasons, they are 5-11-1 as an underdog. So um, I think that's a team just looking to play out the string, get the last two weeks of the season over, and go, go away and reboot with a new coaching staff and a new team. And I think the New York Jets are a team that's just kind of wanting to see what they got. We've seen good performances out of, you know, Darnold, Robbie Anderson, and this is a front office and a team that also wants to see what they have, but from a different perspective. So all that being said, I am taking the Jets. I will give the two and a half at home to the Green Bay Packers. And listen, that's it. A uh, little bit of a shorter show, but without Jerry here to make fun of and pick on me and you know tell us about his week 15 and how many championships he's in, I'm limited to this. But again, uh, I take great pride. Jerry takes great pride. The folks at the Dynasty Football Network take pr great pride in making sure that there's a Dynasty Warzone for, here for you each and every week. So we will be back next week. So next week, this show will drop the day after Christmas. And you know what everybody does the day after Christmas? They take all the stuff they don't want back to get their money back. Guess what we're going to do next week on the Dynasty Warzone? We're going to tell you about a bunch of players that we're going to take back and we're going to get our money back on. Uh, that's going to be a bunch of sells. So but I'll have Jerry back with me next week. Good luck to all of you in your Week 16 matchups. Uh, go out there and win one for the Warzone. Be sure to tag us in your championship screenshots. 
Um, we thank you so much for listening. And on behalf of Jerry Sin, at Jerry Sin DFF on the Twitters, I am at DFF Memphis, and we will see you next week. Don't forget this coming weekend, myself, Jerry, and God knows who else will be joining G of the Aussie Guys on the Aussie Guys podcast. And let's say that one's not as family-friendly as the old war zone here. So, again, good luck to you, and we'll talk next week. See you guys.